Is there any way for UCLA's defense to slow down Caleb Williams? Actually, there might be if he drops the ball. Literally. Like, literally. You are locked on UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of the Locked On UCLA Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer. Thanks for making this your first listen each and every day. It's free where we get your podcast ads available on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. It's Beat SC Week. So, come on, beat the Trojans, embarrass them in the Coliseum again, and let's get ready to lock and roll. If you're an everydayer, hey, thanks for sticking around because, hey, the Bruin Report Online reported Chip Kelly basically gone after this game if the Bruins don't win, and if he doesn't, or if he does, then it's going to be a week. So the end of the Chip Kelly era basically coming to an end, which means this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs because every potential new hire feels like a high-stakes wager. Hmm, like UCLA's probably potential case. And that's why, if you're a small business, find the right te- people for your team faster for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. All right, UCLA SC. It's, it's defense versus offense today. UCLA's defense, strength. Versus USC offense, strength. Strength versus strength. It's fun when you get a strength versus strength and a weakness versus weakness. We already talked about, and maybe you guys all got mad at me, talking about the UCLA offense versus the USC defense. It probably won't be pretty for one of those two sides. It might be ugly for both of those two sides of the football. For UCLA's defense, they're very strong. And regardless of what happens in this game, I most likely won't change my opinion about the defense being pretty good this year. They can go from extremely, extremely great if they make Caleb Williams look human. If they make him look human in this game, Danton Lynn is going to get a super fat contract immediately, whether it be from UCLA to be its next head coach, or someone's going to go higher than to be a defensive coordinator. Ironically, might be across town, or it could be across the country to be someone's head coach at a lower level to build that resume up or just to be a big, big contract for him to be a defensive coordinator somewhere else across the country. If he makes Caleb Williams look as bad as he did against Arizona, where he didn't turn the ball over as much, but he didn't have his best game passing, just a little over 200 yards. And then against Notre Dame, because Notre Dame just laid the smackdown on Caleb Williams and SC in that game way back when in mid-October, a month ago, when he threw three interceptions, threw for under 200 yards, it made the Trojans look absolutely silly when they got beat down in, <laughs> in South Bend. Now, how do the Bruins do it this year when they play the Trojans in the Coliseum? How does UCLA do it to stop, stop Kale Williams? USC predicates themselves largely on a good passing attack. If there's a healthy Marshawn Lloyd, for the most part, have been a little in and out of the lineup lately, but... How do you stop Taj Washington, Brendan Rice, Mario Williams, Dorian Singer, Deuce Robinson, Zach Ryan Branch? That is an elite receiving core, and that's just the top six they have. Some of those double as great special teamers. Zach Branch went healthy. So how do you stop this receiving core? Largely, UCLA is going to have to generate a big-time pass rush and bring down Caleb Williams. Because you can get to the quarterback, but the trouble is the elusiveness of the, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. 
That is the problem when it comes to bringing him down. You can fluster him a little bit, force him into some terrible throws like Notre Dame did in October. I'm not sure that's going to be the case. The rumors of, yes, probably his last game in the Coliseum, last game as a Trojan potentially because, heck, they're not going to the Pac-12 title game. He probably might sit out the bowl, go to the NFL draft. It's on his birthday, so the Bruins give him a fat, big birthday gift, hopefully in the form of an L. But that's just unlikely considering they're not favored. But I love to see that. What did I mean by drop the ball? Caleb Williams is known for actually fumbling the football. He's so good at just making things happen out of nowhere. The unscripted, if you will, that he is liable to drop the ball. What have the Bruins been usually fairly good at this year? Forcing and recovering fumbles. That is what's been a good thing for the UCLA defense this year. They predicated themselves on hitting, wrapping up, forcing turnovers, whether it be Ken Norton Jr. barking at these Bruins at practice, whether it's Stanton Lane game planning, aggressive, speed, be aggressive. And UCLA is looking at a quarterback on the other side that has fumbled it 17 times in his three college football seasons. 17 times. We thought Dorian Thompson-Robinson had an issue with the football. Caleb Williams doing so much Houdini magic sometimes. We forget that he can be a little human. He can literally drop the football. What cost them in a big game against Washington? A Caleb Williams fumble. Now you can't expect that to happen, but it is more than likely going to happen. If you look at the numbers based on how often it's happened, now the problem is of those 17 fumbles, how many has he actually lost? Five, but that can put them back out of field position. That can ruin a drive, coughing it up, having to go down, eat a play, waste a play, lose precious yards, and then can the Bruins jump on it? More often than not, they found themselves doing so and forcing a turnover going the other way. So you can literally drop the ball. Now, will the UCLA secondary be up to the challenge to one stay with these receivers? I know Arizona State were just throwing deep bombs and swinging gate. All right, let's just throw deep passes. And largely, they didn't do too much against them, including the big diving interception in the end zone. But this is a little different quarterback and receiving core than Arizona State's going to bring to the table. Despite their great game plan, that's not what SC is going to do. Maybe Lincoln Riley decides to troll and do a swinging gate. I, I don't think that'll be the case. It's up to the Bruins to have a good pass rush and Leatu Latu put a stamp on one, his NFL draft stock, two, Defensive Player of the Year honors for Pac-12, nationally All-American status, and one, just earn a big win in this rivalry and take down Caleb Williams, something that an extreme struggle in last year's high-scoring thriller at the Rose Bowl. And the Bruins slow down Williams. They did a little bit last year. That was actually the case, an early pick. They got up a couple of scores. Now, don't make this a high-scoring thriller because UCLA's offense is not going to be able to keep up. It just is not going to be able to do so. Yet, if UCLA keeps SC under 30, that's not a big ask because the Bruins generally do so, right? 27 was the worst that they've given up. That was to Arizona. You know, I guess if you don't include pick sixes and everything in between, right? Against Oregon State, you had the pick six and all that, 36-24. I'm thinking about what was one of their worst performances. I think the Arizona game was worse for UCLA's defense than the Oregon State game overall, although that can be debatable. Less, No turnovers in the Arizona game. So if UCLA can hold SC to 24 below, I'm just hoping for less than 30. If you hold them to 24 below, less than 30, then UCLA 
should be begging for that. Now the numbers dictate way better chances for UCLA to do that. It's a little different considering the challenge on the other side. You hold them to under 30, UCLA absolutely has a chance in this game. That's all Chip Kelly in what very well could be his last game or penultimate game as UCLA head coach, as it's seemingly expected, as reported by Bro Report, everybody else expecting Chip Kelly to be done, being a little sentimental with reporters, giving glowing reports to the quarterback on the other side, to give his own quarterback and offense a chance, Colin Schleeliss, probably, considering he hasn't been spotted in practice going through the drills. UCLA is going to have to rely on either most likely a veteran Ethan Garbers. I'm not sure if they'll go with Dante Moore in this game. Most importantly, keep it under 30 and you give your offense a semi-chance against the poorest USC defense. Keep them under 30, force some turnovers, and get some sacks. You dominate this game. Danton Lane is getting extreme upgrade in potential job status, head coach somewhere, or extreme pay raise as a defensive coordinator, maybe at UCLA or somewhere else. That's the big thing. That's what Danton Lynn's coaching for. Yes, of course, a win and everything in between. He's coaching for a big-time upgrade in job position status. And, and I'd hate to say it, it might be across town. It could very well be at UCLA if they want to pony up for what is, as everybody says, a bargain buyout for Chip Kelly. And then you've got the likes of, hey, you want to put your stamps, put just solidify the, the fact that this has been an all-time UCLA defense. You shut down your biggest test all season. You've been building for this. Now, if they get waxed, I don't want that to happen, obviously. But the numbers dictate more for SC having their way more than UCLA's used to. I expect them to come out angry, ready to go. It's rivalry week. Now let's see how it plays in this one. You got to get pressure and bring down Williams. Contain him. Hope he literally drops the ball on his own birthday, like fumbles, because he's been known to do that. Pressure can help that and maybe force an ugly interception once or twice. Because staying in front of those receivers all game long for UCLA, I think, will be a challenge. So the less time, less chances they get to go down the field, you've got to be able to do that and limit Williams' rushing ability. He only has 12 rushing yards per game. Marshawn Lloyd's the leading rusher for USC. It's Williams' ability to run the football deeper in the opponent's territory, in the red zone. He's got 11 rushing touchdowns. He doesn't have the big 50-plus yard run this year, Caleb Williams. He's got the timely run around 30-plus seconds, it seems like, for an eternity and run into the end zone for a quick score. That is what dictates Caleb Williams' ability to do this. Now, can the Bruins on the edge contain him? That's the question. If they can't, there's no chance they win this game. If they do, then they obviously give themselves a fighting chance to win this game in the Coliseum. Those are things UCLA needs to do to slow him. Can you slow him down? Absolutely. But he's literally got to drop the ball, mixed with some extreme UCLA intensity, no mistakes, no penalties, no free gifts, and force something ugly to happen in terms of turnovers, making him look bad playing football, which rarely happens. Rarely happens. But can they do that on his birthday? I hope so. Go Bruins, baby. Go Bruins. Be it SC. Suck it, Mark, baby. All right, we're talking UCLA basketball coming up next on the Locked on UCLA pod because they're going to the Maui Jim Maui Invitational. Had they looked good in the first three games, uh, not according to McCronin. He probably thinks his team's the worst in the country based on how he's berated his team after each and every win in three wins, mostly by 20-plus points in their non-conference games. We'll talk about that next. Rumor has that there's going to be an opening at UCLA for a football head coach. I'm not saying you should apply, but there's a rumor. 
But if you're a small business and you need to get a new hire, it, it might feel like a high stakes wager. Like it might be for UCLA heading into the Big Ten looking for a new football coach, as it's reported at the moment. LinkedIn Jobs, though, helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can find the right people you want to first off interview, then eventually hire, which is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now it's time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Because much like a damn Bona, who changes the game, for a UCLA men's basketball team, that just can't shoot. Bona's ability to be extremely dominant in the paint, dunking it during the team's opening week and a half. He's been absolutely spectacular, like a slam dunk, literally gets points in the paint. He's changed the game in his sophomore year, like Athletic Brewing has changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good because they're full of flavor, well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer, award-winning because they beat full-strength beer in global competitions. Over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, golden sours, and more, they're fit for all times. Whether you're watching UCLA versus SC, going to watch them play in Maui late during the Thanksgiving feast week of games, and you want to watch the men's basketball team, they're fit for all times that make any activity more enjoyable. No hangovers ever. You can find the non-alcoholic beers near you at a store or buy online athleticbrewing.com. Use the code locked on to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on, 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fits for all times. All right, to wrap up Locked On UCLA today, a bit of a shorter episode for you listeners. The Bruins took down the Sharks of Long Island in a dominant affair of sorts, 78-58 to in a win. They're 3-0. The Bruins now head to the Maui Jim Maui Invitational, which we'll get a buildup to that in terms of our coverage and what we talk about. Yet here we are, three games in, uh, by no means impressive, but by all means somewhat dominant by the final scoreline of sorts. 18 points, 31 points, and a 20-point win against St. Francis, and then now Long Island, and for some reason it's blanking against the second team. I don't really know what's going on. You've got UCLA after beating Lafayette. There you go. There you go. Mick Cronin's not happy because his team can't shoot. Somewhat his fault because he got guys who came in that could not shoot this year. That is somewhat of his fault. But he's a good enough coach to get around it. And this team, while we wait for Berke to be able to play and be cleared by the NCA, he is not going to solve the problem for UCLA, the inability for this team to shoot. They went 0 for 6 from 3. Well, McClendon took four threes. They had Lazar Stefanovic take two. He missed two. Wasn't given a lot of shots. The Bruins... They weren't hitting their three. They didn't need to. When you score 50 points in the paint against Long Island, you're going to need to hit threes at some point at clutch time later. And just to be Marquette in the Maui Jim Maui Invitational, you're going to have to be able to beat teams by hitting a three. You don't need to dominate by three-point shots. You can move the basketball, get easy shots. But you have to hit a couple of three-point shots, outside shots, anything for this team to win games against bigger name opponents. You're not going to outshoot teams from three. You just have to be able to match them a couple as opposed to miss going 0 for 6. That is just not going to get the job done. Yet, when you score 50 points in the paint, 
when you shoot 69% in the second half, you make 18 field goals with only eight misses, you're going to be very, very successful a lot of the time. And that's what UCLA was, despite not having Barake. A coach's decision on Dylan Andrews after one of his better games as a Bruin did not play. And now I, I begged for, oh, let's have a good Dylan Andrews game, a follow-up. Let's see who's going to step up, right? Well, coach's decision apparently for Mick Cronin, not injured for Andrews, did not play. I wonder what that situation's like. And now my negative rant's over. We're done. We're done. UCLA shooting the basketball. Can't do it. Could they? Dylan Andrews not playing? Big question mark. Apparently not injury-related, according to Mick Cronin. Rebounding the basketball. Finally, finally, they dominated the glass. Plus 21 on the boards. And when you're shooting 55% for the game and the team is shooting, the opponent's shooting 35% for the floor, that should be a big, successful mark for UCLA to rebound the ball. They finally did so in dominant fashion, plus eight on the offensive glass, and the Bruins found a way to be dominant there. There you go. Adembona, fantastic. Three blocks, three steals, 20 points, 11 rebounds. Flat out fantastic. I'm not sure the numbers will look so gaudy and be so dominant against bigger teams, but he's clearly the best player on this team. Clearly, the team has to get the ball to him. But they need to help him because he can't do everything offensively or all across the floor at all times. Bona is an absolute, in the most positive word of this nature, a freak. He is an athletic freak by nature. He is just absolutely, you know, when they talk about, like, the freak, right? There's the, you know, the Greek freak, everything, right? He is a dim Bona. He is absolutely freakish in the best way possible. Athletically, he is just fantastic. 29-ish minutes. And he, he can just do about everything you want on a basketball court as a big man outside of shoot the ball. That, that's just not his game. He's looked to get, expand the range, right? But in terms of like the stretch five, three, that's not bonus game. Doesn't need to be. It won't limit his NBA draft status. But he is absolutely fantastic. Importantly, more importantly, arguably, as we know what Bona brings to the table, we just get to see it more and more this year. Adiamara starting. 14 points, four boards. Would like to see him rebound the ball a bit better, even though Bonus grabbing the ball. Mar, 14 points, couple of assists, three turnovers, though, and four block shots. So impacting shots, making shots, and a couple of nice assists from the Spaniard. I wanted to see a lot from the, the international freshman in this game. I, I certainly did. And when there was a quiet night from Sebastian Mack and Lazar Stefanovic, those two didn't have good night shooting the basketball, five for 16, where did Mata come through? 14 points. Ilan Fible, 17, 18 minutes off the bench, four rebounds, a couple of points. He did find ways to impact the game, had a couple of steals, plus 13 while on the floor. He had used two for two, so Fible was positive when he was on the court. Jan Vide, five of seven, 12 points. You could debate about his minutes, but he played nearly 22 minutes. All the international freshmen had a big impact in this game one way or the other. Offensively, both ends of the floor, defensively for one. They were important. Now wait till Berke, who might be the most ready-made to play UCLA freshman they have at this moment. And yet here where the Bruins were, leading for 36 minutes, heading into the Maui Jim Maui Invitational. It'll be interesting to see how this team grows when you play top-tier competition, like a Kansas, potentially, if you can get through a top-tier team in Marquette in the first round in Honolulu. Lots to grow 
The Bruins can't shoot. That is a glaring thing. Rebounding much, much, much better in this game. That will be something to look forward against bigger teams throughout the rest of the season. How long is Andrews out? Was this something? What's the development? We'll find out. And when can Berke play? Those are things to look out for moving forward for this UCLA team. So like to see Morris start, make some big moments happen offensively. Great to see the 7-3 big man on the court with Bona, the two d- twin posts. Now can we see Berke, Mata, and Bona on the floor at the same time or the same game? That is what we wait for, ladies and gentlemen. Not an A-plus performance, but they're 3-0, and that's what you ask of them. Now the real test, the first test, comes for UCLA basketball next. Necked on on UCLA, keys to the game, prediction time, and it's time to beat SC, baby. Suck it, locked on other side of team, school, share, whatever it is, right? Locked on UCLA, we're wrapping it up. I'm Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, saying so long. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll get to it for the rest of the week. Beat SC, go Bruins, hands up Bruins fans. Eight clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U, C, L, A, U, C, L, A, B, S, C. Go Bruins, baby.